0: You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at GeeksRadio.com, home of Trek Off, the not-safe-for-work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeks. Radio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment. Warning the episode you're about to listen to may include plot spoilers and naughty language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek off. Benedict Cumberballs. Welcome into the Trek off. My name is Justin.
1: And my name is Alexia.
0: And the reason I am talking like this, and we'll get to it, is today I watched the killing game on Voyager, where for no reason the Hirogen decide to make Nazi Germany. (laughs) But I like this episode. (laughs) They are like, and I want to destroy everything and hunt it down. And so instead, I will let them have a bar but they sing. (laughs) 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 And over there, there'll be a little Klingon thing over there, but over here they sing a little bit. We'll have a, this, the, the, the sex with the, with the holographic sex with the Klingon lady to show, you know, she was pregnant when they were, they were shooting and she was like, Oh look, I don't have to wear the silly coats this week. <laughs>
1: Cause, <laughs> Cause I can just be pregnant. I can
0: just be pregnant because I don't have to wear the coat. I mean, So, so, yes, so, yes, so, so they did Nazi Germany because that was of all the things that they might want to do, they could dress up in uniforms and be in a tiny French town. I think it was mostly
1: because Nazis are scary, though.
0: I know. No, I get it. The Nazis are scary. I'm just saying,
1: like, if you, like, look no. at our history, all right, so, like, all that's right, probably, so, like, like, what's the scariest right, let's, thing you let's, can think of? Let's I'm make the assumption. Sure Nazis. <laughs> let's, let's make
0: the assumption, because everybody has their favorite show, that not everybody has seen Voyager. So, right. given that not everybody has seen Voyager, sure. Voyager encounters a group of aliens called the Hirogen, a great idea for a species. Yeah, that it's very interesting, that, 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 that what they do is their entire culture is based around the idea of the hunt, and And when you first meet them, they're like, they're like, what we want to do is we want to hunt you and and grab your skull off your head and plant it on our wall. That's what we love. That's what we do, man. And so and so this one like forward thinking Herogen's like, if we keep doing that shit, we're going to we're going to die out. So let's satisfy those urges using a holodeck and the Voyager crew. And we have the whole of human history to really focus on what the hunt is like. And so what they come up with is a little French town that's being occupied by by Nazis and they're all kind of getting along. And there is like a rebellion sort of in the background that's going to maybe happen until the the thing is,
1: though, when it starts, you don't know all of that. Yeah. Like you're busy going, what the fuck is going on? You know,
0: but it's just sort of like like of all
1: because that's actually that's actually an episode. Like I think it's two parter, right? Yeah. Um. That's actually I like a, it too. No, I one enjoyed that it. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that I was like, but that they like fuck in the last ten minutes of it.
0: You know what it is. You no, know what I mean? Well, I, I think it's this like they, from the beginning. I feel I feel like there was no way out of it.
1: No, I f- I really think there like the the negotiations was the way out. But like, you can't just all of a sudden expect me to believe that these people would just these these Hirogen would just be fine with what she said. Oh, okay. Oh, we'll oh, do that. Yeah, oh, you mean, you the, very I mean? Fu-
0: the button at Th- the end? Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying.
1: Like ten, like literally, so, yeah, like, so, the last ten minutes. So they it's like, go that's through. That's so awfully convenient. But not Come the
0: on. last. I know that's the last two minutes. I'd yeah, say I say the mean, last yeah, ten right. minutes two is awesome. Okay, you're right. it's like the when, last
1: two minutes. That's kind of my point. Because they
0: have two holodecks running, in the other holodeck there's a Klingon simulation that they're doing. And when the Americans are about to lose to the Nazis, the Klingons break through from one holodeck to the other and kill all the Nazis with their batlets and it's really satisfying. Yeah. Um. And so, like, like I absolutely, I dug watching. It was fun Yeah, to no, watch.
1: And, and if they had actually had a more robust ending instead of being yeah. like, oh, fuck, we just ran out of time. You know why well- you like
0: it? It's an original <laughs> series episode. Is it really? Yeah. Well, no, it's like one. Okay. What, what, the, what the original series did a lot is they're like, this week we're in the Old West. This week we're with the Nazis. This week, like, we've, yeah, land- I guess so. we've landed on a planet with Abe Lincoln. And it's just like, <laughs> let's see what it looks like when we dress up in this part of 20th century history. So, so
1: I guess so. That's where you get
0: Pimp Spock from. Yeah, it's where Pimp Spock comes from. is from yes. is from and so we love so, Pimp Spock. so so it's I can I I really dug it. As a matter of fact, so let's start off. We have a lot to talk about this week. Um but we let let's start off on my recent watching of Voyager and again my listening to the Delta Quadrant. I haven't talked to those guys in a little bit. So, um they they said at one point they want us to come on onto their show. Which so cool. we we should do. Um but they they talk very much about voyager part 1 and voyager part 2 and they right. call the beginning of season 4 voyager part 2 and i think i can do that with ds9 that's the intro of 7 and 9 right yeah it's the intro of 7 and 9 but it's specifically um the writing changes that and it's and, and they actually bring it back a few episodes the last few episodes of season 3 that starts with the um the voyager uh um i forget the it's the episode in the holodeck where they discover Tuvok's little little program about what would happen if there was an insurrection insurrection alpha and they said they said that 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 episode is really good and it starts this chain of episodes that are like 85 percent of them are really good it goes into the borg episode and then it goes into kes's departure which is really good and then it goes into the the uh the doctor going over and meeting andy dick which is really good Oh, i love that and then then immediately after that episode is the killing game which is really good good. and it starts this like series of really good episodes in season four um which is where i am so right now i'm really enjoying voyager because it's really good right now um i had to get to that point um, and one of the things that I noticed that they point out is that Kess is not in season three. She's with the doctor in in sick like, bay, like, so she's
1: like you know, she's in a, essence, there, but not. She really has there. fewer
0: lines than Nurse Chapel.
1: <laughs> she's
0: there to say a line or two, except for the two episodes she gets that are hers. Right. With the exception of her episode, she does nothing. Whereas in season three, the doctor. Always as a B plot or the Tom and B- like even the Tom and Bellana. that's the episode Day of Honor where they're stuck in the spacesuits in space, which is, it's a great episode. Like it's really, really fun. Which, by the way, I hear there's an episode, the, a movie coming out called Gravity that's really good. Oh, I really want to see, see it. It's it's yeah.
1: Out. I want to see it really bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. James Cameron.
1: I didn't like 2001. I mean, I have trouble watching yeah. 2001. James, I don't know if I don't like James it,
0: Cameron has said, that it was the greatest space movie he's been he's ever seen, and it's the space movie he's been waiting for his whole life.
1: I I mean, when I saw the preview for it, at uh, was and, it was it when we saw Star Trek Into Darkness? Yes. I yeah. was like, I remember just being like, oh my gosh, I, I need to see this.
0: film. Yeah, I saw. I think it was before Wolverine that I saw it. Directed a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, he directed the best Harry Potter. He directed Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't know if I call that the best one, but what would you call the best Harry Potter movie?
1: Because I think the first one's the best one. Because Are most... you like the
0: bright and sunny, happy, And I time. And
1: I also, I like the closeness to the book. That's what I like.
0: Is, and the thing is, I feel like, and we talked about this before, I feel like Harry Potter 1 and 2 is just like, here's this scene from the book, and here's this scene from the book, and here's it, and that, that it lacks any kind of emotional through line, and more just seems like I'm reading the Cliff Notes, I'm watching the Cliff Notes version No, because I book. feel
1: like the the first movie the first is one's almost okay. entirely the book. Like with, with all the emotional content they're in. You Here's know? the thing. I don't. But feel they like get big. Like the thing is, the problem is obviously as the books progress, they get bigger and bigger, and that becomes yeah. a lot harder to do. Well, I, and I would I also,
0: get. I would also say that the first movie of the two of the, fir- I think the second movie is the one. I mean, even honest movie trailers calls it two. The one Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the one everyone hates.
1: I don't want to go that far, but
0: I, I almost quit on Harry Potter after seeing the second movie, and then I was doing this really sort of. Dull job where I had to sit around most of the time. You were like, "Fuck it," and I read the second Harry Potter movie a- book after having seen the movie, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, get this." And then I read all the books. Mm-hmm. So I didn't read the first Harry Potter book until I read it to my son years later after I had finished all of them. Okay. And it's funny you should say that because that segues really nicely into one of the things I want to talk about is that um, we just finished reading tonight. And then yesterday, watched the movie for because we just wat- read the last like twelve pages tonight of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire,
1: which is that's the one. Yeah,
0: Triwizard Tournament.
1: Yeah, that's the Triwizard Tournament. So that movie pisses me off the most.
0: Why does that movie piss you off? Because I ask, I
1: because that that book. What yeah. was so great about the Triwizard Tournament? Sure, is a lot in a lot of ways. The tournament itself and what it's supposed to be like—it's not about how, like, quote unquote, powerful you are. It's yeah. about your knowledge base, and that's what I loved about the book, right? Because it wasn't about how badass you are. It's a school fucking tournament, well, so therefore, me, me, it was let, about let, how clever you are. Let me disagree is, with you. Let you me disagree
0: slightly. It's something that could be about how how powerful you are. That's why Crumb does pretty well.
1: But I don't think Crumb is is an idiot.
0: I think it, the book makes him out to be kind of an idiot Hermione who spends the most time with him in the book makes him out to be kind of an idiot says he's not like but crumb is powerful and harry is clever and cedric's kind of half and half and fleur just loses all the time
1: i guess but i guess
0: so does that piss you off does that like as a woman does it piss you out that every single time like in the dragon you don't really know how fleur does and then the second task fleur fails and the third task fleur is taken out right away does it sort of piss you off that you don't get to see, like, a badass woman witch in
1: there? That that does, like, I guess Hermione is that to me. Like, because Fleur is just kind of a bitch. Does
0: Fleur fail because she's a woman or does she fail because she's French? She
1: fails cause she's because she's French. Because she's French? No, she fails because she's a shit. Like, I mean, she's just not a likable character. Um,
0: I think she's really, oh, maybe it's the actress who does it for me. Because the actress is really likable, especially after um harry saves her sister but in the book you're right she's kind of a yeah bitch. she's
1: really not likable in the book she's just a tool you know and you're just yeah. like i hate that bitch um but the, the thing was i was like i guess for me i was really looking forward to certain things like? and i was really looking forward to seeing the sphinx it was so clever and so interesting yeah. and it really is you know makes you use your brain and i sure. would expect that out of a tournament that's a school fucking tournament so when you just fucking oh we're not gonna do that cool sphinx thing we're gonna have a bunch of whooshing bushes that are scary like i was like are you you kidding me like instead of having the whooshing bushes which really was just irritating you could have had a fucking sphinx
0: i don't think the sphinx would have worked in the context of the movie because they were because they were building the tension and building the tension and building the tension up to the point where what that what it culminates in it's spoiler alert is is the meaning of voldemort so, so the scene, like as much as this as it works in a book context, I think that when you're watching the movie, it's like you're in there and it's dark and it's scary and it gets scarier and it gets scarier and scarier and scarier and scarier and, scarier and then, boom, there's a moment to catch your breath and in that moment, Voldemort appears and kills Cedric. Um, and I feel like I feel like if but the you- Sphinx,
1: if I remember correctly, was the last before getting the, the cup yeah but what in I, which case yeah that's perfect that's but, your that's your downtime that's your oh it's time to use your knocking. it's a, it's, a, it's a tone shift that makes that puts you in a different place like you were busy being scared and then all of a sudden you're like ooh, okay so we're thinking ooh, fuck okay thinking thinking and then boom cedric is killed and you're like what the okay fuck yeah, just I, happened? I get
0: that i get i get you know? that i mean i think i think the movie is ultimately hampered by the fact that the book is so long I mean, even reading the book, I was kind of I'm like, telling
1: you, there is easily the footage of rustling bushes that is not in the book.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. It's easily
1: replaceable time for time with a Sphinx scene. Not money for
0: money. See, but here's the thing. No, I, I don't think it's money. I for me I think yeah, it's maybe not. for money. me money. for me I think it's like I don't want a pop quiz in the middle of that scene. And it feels like there's a pop quiz in the middle of the scene. Honestly, in the book, the Sphinx was just it it's got past so fast. It was like I, I felt I honestly felt the Sphinx in the book was a was a distraction for me. Um, now, the part that I had a problem with was was all the stuff was serious, was gone. Everything oh, yeah. was serious is gone. Yeah. And I had a problem with um, with the with uh, Madame Maxine and and Hagrid having a giant falling out, a giant ha, <laughs> falling out. <laughs> but about all the prejudice against the giants, I felt was necessary. Um, I could have done without all without all the like, free the house elf shit in the book. I felt that was really extraneous. I felt that needed to be edited. Out. I, I like mean, good. I guess
1: what I'm saying. Like, I liked when, that part. When you're having a
0: 780-page book for kids, I think that maybe the thing to edit out is Hermione's obsession with house elves that goes nowhere and stops and is never spoken of again. She's obsessed with house elves, and then at some point... Other shit becomes too important. Is that
1: actually in the movie though?
0: No, it's not in the movie at yeah. all. I'm glad they yeah. Kept no, that out. no,
1: I that was one that that's a part of the book that I enjoy, like that I honestly enjoyed because I think there's merit there. Come on, he's like, I feel bad for the.
0: Oh wait, forget it.
1: No, but I mean, that's no, you say. It's,
0: it's, truly, She's just like this is my allegory for white
1: privilege. I mean, Yo, yeah, yeah, and so that's the other thing. it's I'm a little heavy handed too. Okay, so heavy handed doesn't bother me. Like it seems to, like it seems to bother you, but like I totally I agree with you. Like when I when I and saw the it, movie and that wasn't in it, I was like. I totally get, like, you do not require that to yeah. tell the story. Like, I totally get why that's what you cut. Hey, you know? if you want
0: to hear more about what I think of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, you can go into the archives of Pop-Off and listen to Harry Pop-Off and the Goblet of Fuck, or whatever we called it. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's in there about the movie. It was, what was interesting about the movie, that when I wa- when I did the, the Pop-Off review of it, um, that I had not yet seen Doctor Who... When I did the pop-up review uh, yeah, of Yeah, I
1: hadn't seen Doctor Who when I saw Gollum Fire either. And yeah. Kelly
0: was a little bit into Twilight, but I had forgotten that Shovel Face was in.
1: How did you forget that? That I knew because it's like the first thing I saw yeah. him in, you know?
0: And he's good in the movie. He is. Uh, what happened?
1: The content that they gave him in those movies. Like, it's the problem. But in the movie, he doesn't have
0: much to do except sit around and be smarmy. That's all he really does in the film. And yet, he's he's likable sitting around and being smart is it just because Edward in Twilight is such a fuck that you're like I think that the that the fucking scripts for those movies are just such junk
1: that it it really separates the the boys from the men he's like like, you know what I mean he's
0: like listen listen you have to love me Love me. Even though I'm stalking you, I should be romantically that you really like. You, the audience, should really think that I'm sexy, despite the fact that I am stalking you. And, uh, oh, no, yeah. no.
1: When you talk about stalking, let's be honest. It's only stalking if the girl doesn't like it. You know who like, fucking that's comes The difference up- between romance and, and stalking is simply the girl's disposition toward the man's behavior. Literally.
0: Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> you know who comes out of those movies smelling like a rose? I'll I will give it I will give it this. Uh the person who comes out of those movies smelling like a rose is her dad. Is the guy who plays her dad in the Twilight movies. Revolution, he's awesome. Yeah, he's he's really likable. The entire movie, he's he's A, he's likable. B, I can almost see the actor going, fuck this shit.
1: <laughs> 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 like, watch look,
0: I'm not suggesting you watch the Twilight movie, but if no. you have to watch one of the Twilight movies, watch his character. And honestly, he's just like, Yeah, what the fuck? Whatever. It's like
1: God, I need a paycheck.
0: Bella, I need um, I'm really worried about you. I look at my mustache. I'm worried about you, man. I I'm I, I'm worried about what's happening. But but he's likable. He comes off likable. <laughs> Absolutely everybody else. Him, uh, the other person who comes off li- likable, of course, in the Twilight movies is Anna Kendrick. Um, Alice? Uh, no, her like friend at school.
1: Oh, I think Alice is who's the, like. Who's,
0: who's in something. We just Scott Pilgrim. She's uh, in Scott. She, Pitch Perfect, I think? she might be. She's really good. She got yeah. she got nominated for an Oscar and she's like, she's really, I love her in, uh, in Scott Pilgrim.
1: Did you see Pitch Perfect? Because you would love it, dude. Would I? Oh my God. What's it about? Have you seen Fired Up? No. Oh, okay. You'd love that movie too. It's it's about acapella, like college level acapella singers. Oh, cool. But it's I, did not, that. But it's I did that. I did that And you would love it though because it's not you like, love it even more yeah. You've
0: done it. I get. Ki- I got kicked like- out of it. I got kicked out of it. Here's the, Here you'll love this. You'll love this. You'll love this. All right, so.
1: I'm excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? excuse um,
0: me? So, so uh, it was my freshman year of college. We've talked about um in one of the old episodes. I don't remember if we posted it or not. We have like a few lost episodes that we decided not to post. One about religion that we did it was an amazing discussion that i'm glad we had and i'm really glad we never posted <laughs> um, i think i did post the one though about, about like, you being all m- my my how i was a psycho ex-boyfriend right um so it's in that year and one of the guys in the acapella group is totally macking on my ex oh. um which made me kind of a dick to him in the group because i could sing i was a good singer i was in the yeah. i was in the group and 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 I had a pop sensibility so that where, where I did not always work in the chamber singers because uh, I went to St. Mary's College it has an amazing music program. Um, but in this sense, because I sing with sort of a pop sensibility, I fit in mm-hmm. um, vocally. I fit in. Sure. But I was an <laughs> asshole to this guy. And also this group was a bunch of sort of rowdy college guys. And I was so proper... No, I made I was proper, but I also made my first horror movie. But I was so like dark and emo, and, and you know. <laughs> so when they wanted to call themselves, we were at St. Mary's College. When they wanted to make call themselves the SMC Men, or as they called it, the SMC Men. Uh-huh. Um ha-ha, I was like, that is an affront to the art that we're trying oh to create. Oh my god! I know, and now oh I do. Wow. And now I do trek off. <laughs> 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 but I was totally that way. I was totally, I was totally like, like. That.
1: We can't call ourselves that.
0: No, we are artists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but we had an amazing four-part rendition of Billy Joel's "And So It Goes" that I think is better. You know what?
1: So watching yeah. this movie because I'd never actually heard uh, acapella like groups sing. Um, I was like, you know what would be perfect? A rendition. Of Rock Me Amadeus.
0: I'm sure it's. I'm sure it exists.
1: I gotta find one because I think that would be great. Don't look
0: it up now because we'll you'll just be playing. We can't play other people's shit on the on the show. So, all right. So anyway, um, I had not seen uh, Doctor Who. Right. Um, and, and, you'd and forgotten. I've forgotten that David Tennant and Shovelface are in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty great. So it's
1: like Doctor Who and Edward Cullen. And of hand. course,
0: let's not forget. Yeah, you're totally caught up in Doctor Who, right? No,
1: and I'm not going to be, so let it go.
0: Are you? Have you quit?
1: No, I'm waiting.
0: If I say the words Amy and Rory, do you know who Amy and Rory yes, are? Yes, I
1: know who Amy and Rory are.
0: Have you met Rory's dad? No can i spoil a casting thing no not even just a cat no just, just a no. person who plays him stop it please for the sake of the no. conversation for the show you're
1: kill- oh you're fucking that's for fucking our listeners bullshit. no,
0: who you love and care about
1: i do love and care about them it's not a plot point. It's not a, you, plot point it's not a plot point for at all. me it's enjoyable when i'm surprised by who the people are then watch like, the show
0: if i gave you twenty dollars would you just rent it on xbox I'll no, give you I'll, i like
1: being I like not knowing what's going on, and I like not having to wait for the next fucking season. I like where I've stopped, where everything's a little bit packed, there's still more to see, and I want to see it, but I will see it in my own damn time.
0: fine there is a character who is in in one that is also played by a main character in another, and it's cool, and that's all all right, all right. so my point being it's like watching Doctor Who with Twilight. Mixed in, and of course, Matt. So, I'm, in
1: other words, Matt, I like fucking on moody. is because I have seen all of that. Yeah, like when it, when when Spike shows up
0: yeah yeah it's it's like oh it's
1: spike i got so i mean i got so excited like and i was i was worried because like i kind of cheered and and mr a was like in the shower or something and he was like what (laughs) what was going on i was like i really want to tell you but like you're not that far in Torchwood, and i don't want to spoil it for you because it's really awesome (laughs) can
0: i tell you the great greatest and and well we'll get uh, i'll tell you in a second anyway it's just really cool because uh i'll say this about goblet of fire what it has going for it is that um the movie is in the cast Brendan Gleason's in it, who I love in everything he does. Who's he? He's Mad Eye Moody. Oh yes, I love that. guy. And he's in Braveheart, and he's in yeah. Beowulf, and he's in he's I like him best in Gangs of New York as the barber.
1: I just can't stand that film, I but I like it. him. So I I, sh- in that I can't film. even remember him in that film because I
0: can't get through that film. Um, and he's but I love him. in he's in Neil Patrick everything. Harris's dad in Smurfs too, um, which I loved watching him show up. Um, I might actually watch that film at some point. You know, I like the Smurfs. I like the Smurfs movie. I was actually... What I love... My favorite thing about the Smurfs movie... Of, of course, I have kids, so I that's why I watch sure. it. But the one thing I love that they do in it is instead of like in the old TV show where Smurf stood in for any word, Smurf stands in for fuck. So they're always like, what are you Smurfing talking about? What the Smurf was that? Like they're doing that all the time. You are Smurfing kidding me. And I just... I dug it. I was just like No,
1: I like that part. That's, but it was a, always it was always it wasn't everything got substituted. It was obviously bad words.
0: Uh no, no, no. They were they were they, the the thing is is that the way they do it in the movies and the ryness of Neil Patrick Harris in the Smurf movies, where he's kind of when the the where he won me over, and I'm not saying they're good, they're terrible films, but <laughs> but where he won me over is when he goes up to him then he goes, So are you named when you're born and then you develop those personality traits <laughs> or, or do you have those personality traits and then they give you your name and it, the minute he said that the first movie I was like okay I'm on board with this and, and yet uh, Hank Azaria is such a perfect Gargamel so it, it, it oh that part's great I love him as Gargamel
1: there's parts about that that, that I like and did you see Smurfs? I, like. I saw Smurfs yeah
0: did you hate it?
1: I didn't hate it but it's likable bothered me it's likable you know? enough
0: it's a likable enough film it's it's fine
1: it's fine it's
0: fine yeah yeah all right so i saw planes
1: oh i want to see that so it's awful
0: it's bullshit it's awful it's really it is here's the word the the kiss of death you know how i say things are awful and i say they're shitty and i like i get really fired up about movies and say that they're awful or they're great right like i seem to have two opinions about things it's the best or it's the worst right okay planes was boring really boring 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 i can't tell you anybody's name can't tell you any of the character's name i was watching and i was just watching my watch
1: but it's like it's cars but it's it's opposed to cars 2
0: which i i vehemently hated cars 2 you did but i can tell you everybody's character in cars 2 i can tell you what happened. i can tell you but i I wasn't bored i was just kind of offended by cars 2 um because it was awful but not awful but planes wasn't even awful it was just blah 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 blah. everything good about planes i mean here here's let, let me tell you um about one of the characters in planes he's an older plane who had a devastating crash and after his devastating crash, decided he couldn't fly anymore and didn't tell anybody that the devastating crash caused him to not be able to fly anymore. So when the young rookie plane wants to learn how to be a better plane, he goes to him and says, Hey, Doc, I mean not, you know, it's it's Doc. It's Doc from Cars. It's precisely the exact, exact same character without the talented Paul Newman doing the voice. Huh. It was just... It was a bummer. It was like I went in kind of hopeful and I and I was just so bored. And it was, of all things, my youngest kid's very first theatrical film. Ah. and he loved it. Like for two year olds, it's great. He's like he's like, play <gasps> the airplane, hit the airplane, the sky. It's, he loved it. He thought it was great. But well, as long as he enjoyed it, I guess. Yeah. But it was even my oldest who loves cars. Done. He was he was he's like mm. he hasn't talked about it since. Wow. He still talks about Hop. But he hasn't talked about planes.
1: Hop is a cute movie. I like Hop's a
0: great movie. I think Ro- Do you like Russell Brand? I love Russell Brand. Do you see Arthur? Yeah. I loved I like the original Arthur.
1: I do too. And I and I actually was you know what? I was I was cool with the I like the I like the, the new, the new one as well.
0: It's hated. I, do you know it's hated? The new one? Yeah, I don't get it.
1: I don't get it either because I mean it, I feel like what it did was it didn't try to just be a carbon copy entirely of the fir- of the original one which wouldn't have worked. Yeah. And I feel like Russell Brand had a quality like he's the perfect casting.
0: People hate him. He do had you know a quality about him?
1: him that fit.
0: People hate Russell Brand.
1: Why do you. Ha- how can you hate Here's Russell Brand. Here's the thing. Brand?
0: Here's the thing. People hate Dane Cook and after a while I, I got can p-
1: understand hating Dane
0: Cook though. But I don't hate Dane Cook but I can understand people hating him and, and the thing I best thing I can say about Dane Cook is I used to really really like his comedy and now when I re-listen to it I'm like it's just kind of funnier because he's screaming it and that once i realized his trick i was like oh it's not funny anymore
1: okay um, i mean i could i just he's he's kind of crap daniel like, ross, not in a good daniel way.
0: ross inv- introduced me to dane cook and where i got into dane cook originally is in his very first city when he goes i wish i was a snake i wish i was a snake i see a snake on tv i go why not me <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay like, hey, i'm into you and i and i dug him for a while and then i stopped um, but people feel that way about Russell Brand they they put him together with Dane Cook and I don't get it what? I find da- that I, I don't get I find Russell Brand imminently likable
1: yeah he is delightful
0: he's been in shit and even in the and even
1: in the stuff that he's been in that wasn't like he is delightful
0: he like Morgan Freeman before him has done shitty films that when he's in them I like him yeah Like he might not be able to save the whole film.
1: Yeah, but he's still. But his parts. Yeah, his parts are good. good. Yeah, like he's likable and 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 just delightful. How how can you like not? That's just I don't. Yeah, I know, I know. There are people who hate him.
0: So um, so uh, jumping ship from, uh, and we're gonna get back to Star Trek because I've I've some things to say about Into Darkness, which came out on Blu-ray 3D this week, Mm -hmm. which I watched some of, and I'll talk about that experience. (laughs) But before we do, you are watching a show right now. What are you watching?
1: Well, after you. And I spoke on the phone, and you were giving me a hard time about Doctor Who and trying to get me to watch it so that you could give me spoilers.
0: I just want to be able to talk to you fucking about I it. I mean, no, we, I
1: get it. Here, uh, There's still a whole shit ton of Doctor Who we could talk about. Hey, listen, <laughs> we have
0: a sister show. There are only two active shows on Geeks Radio right now. There are only two I active know. shows. Our sister show is a Doctor... Uh, Podcast 2 with Phil Podcast Stamper. It's week awesome. Week. Mike Doherty was on last week, like a couple weeks ago. It's awesome. a great you know? show. If you want to, if you want to re-watch Doctor Who, rewatch it while listening to Podcast 2. They do two episodes at a time. So you can watch two and then listen to one. It's a great way to re-watch Doctor Who. So go to Geeksradio.com, check it out. But that's why I wanted you to catch yeah, up. With, I'm just
1: saying, but like there's there's a shit ton of Doctor Who I have seen. Yeah, but I want to like, commit
0: I want to commiserate. Let me explain to you. So before the seventh Harry Potter book came out, um, or before the sixth season of Lost, what I did with my brother a lot was speculate oh. what's going to come. The anticipation for it, uh-huh. for especially the seventh Harry Potter book, yeah, was so intense. We talked about it for a year, and then <laughs> I read the book in like four days. And we talked after, we didn't talk. We made a we an agreement not to talk for four days, yeah. and then we both finished, and then we talked about it. But it was so. That's what I want to do. That's what. That's why I want you to like because we have these conversations and they're sci-fi conversations. And I want that's that's my motivation at least behind okay. the whole Doctor Who thing. But anyway,
1: but because you were doing that, and then you would also in that same conversation mentioned how really I have to watch all of Angel. Yeah, just have to do it, even though
0: you, you vampires it once, can't get pregnant. Cra- all right, let's be clear. <laughs> so, let's once again let's say vampires aren't real. <laughs> They can't do anything. Uh, There's nothing that they can do. But they can't, There
1: is a mythos. They, there. they can't suck blood. And there are certain things and, that I'm well, willing to accept in the mythos being changed to make it your own. And none of those is that they can carry life when they are dead. So none so let, of them. So <laughs> let me let me say a
0: couple of things. One, one one, you have a problem with pregnancy.
1: I tell me. You hate you're right. I hate pregnant I hate pregnancy. It's ridiculous. You are in are in I your don't hate pregnancy. In your, are you, why do you hate Voyager? Well, that's because there's just pregnancy all over the place. Why did that's you all quit women Angel. are good for.
0: Why'd you quit Angel?
1: Because of vampire compromise. But it's they're they're mutually excluded. They're not the same. As
0: was pointed out in Buffy, you've got no problem with vampires jumping out of the grave with sudden martial arts talents. No. That's fine. That's fine. That's part of the mythos.
1: The fact that they can fight and that they're stronger Not is. just
0: fight not just stronger, they come out doing roundhouse kicks.
1: Whatever. They they come I out knowing martial That I'm to suspend arts. my disbelief.
0: For yeah. And, uh, so, but...
1: And anybody else can get pregnant. Like, for instance, point in fact, when, when in the first season of, of Angel, when... What's her name? When Charisma Carpenter, because like I always think of her by her real yeah. name. now. When Cordelia gets impregnated by the demon, and it's like sudden. Oh, by all the way, hold, a on, a
0: hold, on, hold on. Spoiler alert for up to the third season of Angel. Yes, if you're sorry. in the middle of a Buffy watch, um, we're gonna spoil most of Buffy and, and then, up, and, to, and season and up season to season of three of Angel. So, so you know. Okay. Go on.
1: Um. So. So when that happened, that didn't bother me at all, I, and it was a really good episode. Like I was really with Cordelia because I mean, he was, here's Cordy, and she's you know, Miss you know Prada shoes and you know wants to be an actress and she would never I mean she doesn't occur to me as wanting to be a mother at all and then she you know thinks she's finally found kind of a nice guy and she wakes up fucking pregnant and you're like and she's just like a mess and she's like it's it's not real right Like I'm gonna wake up, right? And I was, I was totally with her, and like them saving her, and that it was gonna, and that she was impregnated by a demon, and it was a spiritual thing. It wasn't even like. Do you have problems with characters who become
0: pregnant? And did you have a problem when Kara became pregnant on DS Nine? Were you okay with that? No, I was fine with that too.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like it's not that I have a problem with pregnancy. It's like I have a problem with it when it's like, oh, we're telling women women's stories. Everyone gets pregnant, and then I have a problem when it's you know, um, she's a vampire and she's pregnant. What?
0: But safe to say that Angel is
1: Like that just doesn't
0: different. Angel, the character of Angel is different. So he has super sperm. Not just super sperm. He's Just like,
1: because he's got a soul doesn't mean she can Here's the problem. Like and this is where it starts to break down for me. And there are a couple other times in Angel where it, like things upon rewatching when I'm like, "Oh." Yes,
0: yeah, so when Angel look, look, Daniel, like like when... Daniel Daniel Ross almost bailed when Angel jousted in the streets. He was like he was like, okay. That didn't
1: bother me that much. It was a little dumb, but yeah, it was. No, like, yeah, okay, that was fine. the point.
0: He had no, almost no, pro- except the end of season four, which you're gonna hate. And
1: see, that person being pregnant also didn't bother me. The fact that her daughter was supposed to be a big deal, like I'm totally down with prophecies, with weird demon pregnancies, all of that. But what but I'm I, not I do, fine I, I with, do,
0: I just, do just want to say, that was the episode where Aunt Daniel almost quit. Angel was he was like he's jousting. he's on a horse fucking really yeah um it pays off later but okay go on it's a
1: bit of a low um but i i just i really can't i can't get my head around something that's so important as a vampire being dead so the idea that she could somehow grow life in her dead corpse body
0: all right so Doesn't let's
1: fucking work for me
0: so let's say this and i L- will let watch me,
1: it because you've told me that i have to fucking watch it right, and i so, will get past the part where i bailed after she has the after she's announced as being pregnant i will get past it and maybe maybe they will give me some fucking explanation for it but until you then, know what
0: i don't remember i don't remember on angel if he had sex with her when she was alive or she was dead
1: i'll find out I'm, i haven't um, gotten there yet they haven't had the sex yet but i think um, it's when
0: she's dead here's the thing and 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 for anybody who's not a Buffy fan, this next sentence is, especially if they're a Star Trek fan but not a Buffy fan, this is going to turn them right the fuck off. But here we go. This, this sentence is so ridiculous. I feel like I'm playing D&D saying this sentence, but just because she is a, a vampire who's been dusted and then magically resurrected by an evil law firm Which to become she is, human- I'm
1: already still trying to, to hold on at to, this point, to, right?
0: To, 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 and then becomes human- and then she's be- resurrected human not and then vampire. becomes a vampire and then the other vampire who's pregnant who's been who has been Cursed given a soul, soul and then had the soul taken away again and, and then, then went, went to hell, to hell and, then came, and back then came back with the soul and then went to los angeles uh-huh. and then they had sex um that maybe under those set of circumstances no. it was extreme Stop. enough now if Stop. you're not into fantasy we just said the sentence is going to make it so that Buffy is never something that you watch.
1: Yeah, but you'd have to be into fantasy, right? I mean, I
0: wasn't. No, no. you know what? I'll I mean, was. I i I'll say this, I rejected Buffy. My very good friend, Arthur, watched Buffy, and I did a couple of movies with uh, some people who watched Buffy, and I mocked them for it. And I was like, no. why do you watch that shit? Because I was a Star Trek fan. Right. I was a science fan. Yo, no. I just
1: feel like science and fantasy go hand in hand for me. Like See, I that's enjoy, the thing. I now that I watch boat.
0: more, now that I rewatched Star Trek and I realize how little of it is actually science.
1: But it's 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 science. Um
0: It's fantasy. Let's let's be let's be clear. When when everything can be fixed by rerouting something through the deflector dish, it ceases to be scientific. it's not hard sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. When you're we're like it's the bloody so blob particles, you reroute the bloody blob particles through the deflector I mean but it I honestly like, I longer, legitimately
1: have learned many things, many science theory sure. things from Star from Star Trek. I'm just sure. Saying. I would say um, that Star
0: Trek is as much science fiction as, say, X Men. I'd put it in the same camp. I I, I really, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that it's yeah. it's the the idea is that it's based in or Spider Man. The idea that is, is that, that it's that there's it's, you know, there's a high science.
1: science going on that at times is higher than what we know. Yeah. So it's a level super of super science. Let's call it super science super science. science. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 Super so so, um, so something that I noticed upon rewatching Angel, though, um, that I didn't notice the first time I watched season one through at where I am now.
0: Season one is rough. Season two is. A little I enjoyed
1: better. season one, and I really enjoyed Doyle, and I remember that really being a big blow for me. And it was hard for me to stay on. Do you know it's
0: hard for me to watch the final episode of Doyle? Of, oh of my gosh! Do you know what's hard hard for me to watch is knowing that that guy died of a heroin overdose like a year and a half later.
1: Oh my god.
0: That the actor, yeah, the actor dies. So, um, spoiler alert for something that never happened. There were big plans that they were writing in, like, season three for Doyle, or at least the actor, to appear in season five. And he died.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. That fucking sucks. I didn't know. And I I love Doyle. I loved him.
0: Do you want to know who else is, what other actor is dead on the show? Or am I ruining it for you? Yeah. Oh right, yeah, um Lorne is also dead. The actor who played Lorne. Wait which who? The the green guy.
1: Oh, the the, yeah. the singer?
0: Yeah, Lorne Lorne also he he um he was even sick on and off during the show, but he had um like a bad form of I think like lymphoma. Oh man. But yeah, so there I they... didn't love him as much as I loved him. And and that. on Buffy, the guy who played um who's uh, Giles's nemesis, um Oh, I don't remember whats well, name like the chaos bringer the the um by- well, ethan rain okay yeah he also he also died like two years ago that sucks it sucks when the people start to die,
1: yeah, I don't like that
0: like I'm really scared when my next gen era crew are gonna start like like the original series crew when they die it's like they're old and they're from yeah, the, but they're, it's still really they're from the, they're from the 60s my mom like i've watched as my mom's favorite people from the 60s have died off like danny Kaye and like the people that she mm-hmm. dug from like the people from the 60s i've watched my dad you know my dad's favorite people you know people from the stones and from the beatles you know it's like like i've watched those folks die off but not the people i grew up on mm-hmm. and it sort of started for me with bernie Mac when i was like fucking bernie Mac died the fuck fuck and then michael clark duncan what what Uh, and so uh,
1: well michael clark duncan wasn't even that old you know like it's just
0: and i never watched sopranos god forbid i had ever watched sopranos i
1: hadn't watched sopranos either but i he was on the finder at the time and i enjoyed that show yeah it was a spinoff of bones
0: james gandolfini james gandolfini Gandolfini. so like i didn't
1: know he was in i I haven't seen sopranos so for all i know michael clark duncan could have been on it i don't know so
0: (laughs) so but but that's like it's just sort of sort of like the people I've grown up with have not started to die off yet. And I'm look, I'm look, I, I it's weird saying this because I am like my whole thing is I've got I've got kind of a youthful persona, I think. um, And we were just talking about it. But the idea that I'm two and a half years away from 40. Mm. That's weird, man, because right? that doesn't fit Justin. You know? What no, I, mean? I
1: know. I, like My age doesn't fit me either. You and me.
0: There are people who it fits. There are people who, who they get in their 40s and their 40s is where they shine. What they shine at is being... I'll give you great examples. Um, uh, uh, Anthony Stewart Head. Or, yeah, I could see that. Or Pierce Brosnan. You watch Pierce Brosnan in Remington Steel. He's okay. But oh, I is, love him in Remington but Steel. But you know what? If you, if you look back at pictures of him in Remington Steel, Remington Steel after seeing him as Bond, he's sexier as Bond. His neck's a little thicker. He's got a little age on him. And it fits him better. And I don't think I'm one of those people. I think that I'm one yeah. of those people that I'm going to get in my 40s, and they're going to be like the whole thing about Justin is that he's energetic and youthful. Like I'm starting to watch Jim Carrey now, and he looks funny, but he looks older. He's starting yeah. to show. And I'm like Jim. Car- uh, uh, I'm okay with Jeff Daniels looking older because they're doing Dumb and Dumber Two right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with Jeff. Dan- I'm okay with Jeff Bridges looking older. That works for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jim Ca- and and you know Jeff da- Jeff Bridges was a sexy. Like heartthrob in the yeah, 80s. but
1: I never felt that way about him in
0: Innerspace? Space. Tron, that's Dennis Quaid.
1: Dennis Quaid is still sexy.
0: Are yeah? Okay, but Dennis, <laughs> okay. Did, but um, but yeah, but you you know what I'm saying? Sorry, yeah, I get them confused. It's easy to do. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but no, you, but you, you get, you get, get what I saying. Jeff Bridges
1: doesn't do it for me, but Dennis Quaid absolutely does. Jeff
0: Bridges was at one point a, a fair... no. I,
1: I'm sure you're right. I'm not saying he wasn't heartthrobby type. I'm just saying yeah. I never felt so that way about it. from Dreamscape
0: Dreamscape yeah yeah okay. so no yeah, that
1: also was Dennis Quaid okay. was it Dennis Quaid in Dreamscape I don't know yeah
0: you know, Dreamscape came out in 1984 and in Dreamscape Dream, Dreamscape the bad guy played by Max Sydow can kill you in your dreams and if he kills you in your dreams you die for real and at one point he holds up a hand and his fingernails become knives and he reaches into someone and kills them with his hand and that's the same year A Nightmare on Elm Street came out are you serious yeah I
1: didn't know. I didn't know the, Weird, the correlation huh? there, but I, I mean, I don't know if there's correlation. No.
0: It might just be like
1: like happenstance, yeah, like one of those just one of those yeah. Hollywood things. So, but um, the thing I was saying about Angel, about Angel that I didn't notice, uh, and then upon rewatching, I did notice that there's I think there's at least two there's at least two episodes with certainty where they just throw out the whole vampires have to be invited in. Are there really? Uh huh. They Where? just throw it out the window. Where? Um, the one I can remember because I saw it more recently is the one with the with the uh, the actress Raven. Yeah. That played Raven on some show. Yeah. And she he turns her case down, and then well, it's the talks. Angelus episode. Yes, the, that's a great when episode. When he's artificially high,
0: that's a great, it's episode. a great episode.
1: Wait for it. She tries to get him to, to. She tries to hire him. He turns her down. She's at home. He's meanwhile, unbeknownst to her or his people... I've seen
0: that like a ton of times, really? ...stalking her. I'm going to watch that tomorrow.
1: Stalking her. She's alone at home. She gets attacked in her home and he crashes through the window and saves
0: her. And is there no mention of... Really? And
1: how? When would he have? The last time he saw her was in his oh, office that, when he said no.
0: Oh, and the fact that he can't enter becomes such a big deal, especially... With, I, it's a
1: huge deal because that's why he can't the, save her father. The and it's after that thing, episode. Yeah. It's after that episode, which is oh. why it bothered me so much because it was like, okay, okay, when,
0: what? When they're meeting, in his uh, office, does she say anything like, I want you to come to my I'm going to rewatch the episode that, that so. bumps me out. That's, that's as bad as like when Lore says can't, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm fine.
1: I'm fine.
0: I'm fine. Like, um, hey, listen, and there was one
1: other one that I can't remember. But, yeah,
0: Let's do it fast because I just realized we're 42 oh, minutes in and we spent five minutes on Star here's Trek. Here's something so that
1: I noticed that I liked, though. And this is why I'm considering you're actually watching rewatching Voyager. Um, re-watching the episodes with Faith on Angel. I hate Faith. Always hated Faith. Um, and I was actually able to appreciate that storyline more now that I hadn't been watching... Like I'm not starting Angel just after having finished Buffy or concurrently with Buffy. Oh, where- concurrently
0: with Buffy, those episodes work so Like seriously, the concurrently with Buffy, it because I watch it concurrently, I always try and watch watch them concurrently. When he goes, Go home, Buffy.
1: No, I know.
0: That was like fucking
1: No, I know. That
0: was that was like a hammer to the face.
1: But like what I loved about doing that though is because without having faith in my face and like hating her I was actually able to to see the struggle there and enjoy the storyline on Angel where she's struggling with what she's done and she's really hurting. What's funny is that not
0: Buffy comes off as the asshole in that episode. She does. If you watch them concurrently, Buffy's anger is justified.
1: Is more justified, but she but, seems like more of a But
0: Angel doesn't know that.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. You should try it's, watching it without watching it concurrently because you interesting. have that because then it, you're more able to be like I mean, I get that she did some shit, but like, calm the fuck down. (laughs) And I and and you know what? And I
0: and I I I do like to rag on season one of Buffy, but "I will remember you" is maybe my favorite episode in the whole Buffy. You means season one of Angel. Season one of Angel. That it's,
1: fucking episode is, and that was the other one that I remembered when that when that episode started. I was like, "Fuck you, Justin, the, you asshole!" But
0: the episode's <laughs> also really funny. Him eating peanut butter. Oh my god! Oh my god! This oh This is god. so good. I know he's it's, so it's,
1: adorable in that episode. He it's is, ridiculous. and and heartbreaking, and oh my god, excellently made television. Uh.
0: Um, so wrong there's more I, you're gonna hate me so much I know
1: you're such an asshole
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we love it we it's love like it it's like you
1: don't care about me at all so let's talk
0: about let's uh, let's talk about a couple things uh, Star Trek real quick um, I I yeah because I minutes was also in,
1: excited about Star Trek Into Darkness and, which and, came out and of course I had to have it on the
0: so the I got 3D. it <laughs> so, so I got um, uh, as I I don't know if I mentioned uh, in any of our podcasts I got a 3D projector um, might I suggest to anybody to go get one uh, because when you go out and get TVs, they're fucking like a thousand dollars to get a good T V anyway. And there are three D projectors for like four hundred dollars that that are in seven twenty P and they're fine. And they work just fine and three D glasses are like nineteen bucks. So if you're out to replace your T V and you're like, I'm gonna get the biggest fucking greatest T V ever
1: and I really want three D.
0: Um the, like the,
1: that like that point in fact, I bought the movie in the 3d pack yeah because it has all the other stuff and i'm like i'm having wonder. i'm gonna have 3d someday well here's <laughs> it, here's it,
0: here's the thing right is that is that i people are always like i just bought a 70 how much that cost oh it wasn't too bad it was like 2200 dollars, and i'm like dude like really the screen's 100 the projector you can find them used for like 450 it's like really it's cheaper than the tv to just get a 3d projector so just mm-hmm. do it um so we got it in 3d i was so excited and two nights ago we were going to or last night we we're going to watch it in 3d and we totally were going to watch it in 3d and we we were watching we we're enjoying it. Well, had
1: she seen it before did she get to see she it the saw theater?
0: it once in 2d okay
1: and i'm so going to talk i'm going to
0: talk about the 3d in the movie because i will say this watching it in 3d again most of the movie doesn't need 3d yeah there's a lot of conversations in this film
1: yeah, but see here's the thing, for me I I guess I just really love 3D. So even when it's just two people talking, I the like space the, jump, I the space jump. I like stuff. the depth of having
0: a feeling de- like
1: I'm with them. The A, the depth you know is I mean? false
0: and B, the depth is The only movie I ever saw that did 3D the way I wanted it done was Beowulf, which was a really long time ago. 3D wasn't even great yet. But the thing about Beowulf that they did is they kept everyone in focus all the time. So your eyes could choose to be in focus on the main character, or look behind them, or look around them. This movie was shot in 2D and converted. And when they're having conversations, the backgrounds blurry. Mm-hmm. So it's not that different than watching it in 2D. I guess. It's really so. Now the space stuff they try. The other thing is the lens flares are more obvious in the 3D. Yeah. I get the sense sometimes that there's a pane of glass that that l- that the lens flares are hitting in front of me.
1: <laughs> and
0: it's it pisses me off more. Oh. in 3d than they okay. do otherwise um and also because that fucking honest movie trailer really did
1: oh my god it hurt man. a lot of the film for me i was it's like a, it's, uh, hard yeah, for, yeah. it's hard i haven't watched it yet like we got it and i haven't actually sat down to watch it again because i recently saw yeah. the honest trailer and i was like am i ah, gonna, like, that's right. am i gonna just like really dislike this now
0: <laughs> no i don't really As a matter of fact re it i like it better than I did the in the last podcast we had. Yeah, like I watch it again. I'm like, and I'll, I'll explain why I did. Um, but I want to talk about my experience of watching. I'm trying
1: it. to watch because
0: because I mean. we have this amazing sound system that we've had for like 15 years, and there's no way to watch it even turn down. No, the way. fact is, yeah. the fact is that it even carries. turned down it carries, mm-hmm. and it were right under one of my kids' rooms, and they woke up and they're like, ah, yeah, so we stopped and we were kind of tired anyway. We were like we'll just watch the rest tomorrow. We got about 20 minutes into it tonight. Turn it down. So we're going to have uh, to finish it it's like taking 3 days to watch one film. Oh god. Thank God we had seen it before.
1: Yeah. Cuz that would be just there's yeah. that would be unbearable. Yeah, totally. Watching that movie. Headphones. Headphones, headphones yeah.
0: Yeah, I want to I want to figure out a good headphones. We've tried to do headphones before and it's a bit of a pain in the ass.
1: I mean, there are nice headphones though that can give you sort of a surround.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of the They're next expensive, step. expensive, that's but, the next but that might be the next step. But yeah,
1: is, then you wouldn't have to worry about it at all. You guys could really Enjoy so, shit out so
0: let me tell you what i like i've spent a lot of time over the past uh little while complaining well wow, i just dropped some shit um G-G-G. complaining G-G. about star trek into darkness um complaining about the bullshit in the movie mm-hmm. and i will say there's no- nothing in the movie that makes bones what are you doing with that triple and that makes it better no, no nothing makes no, it better nothing makes it better. it's shitty it's just shitty. um and there's some pacing issues. And there's there, there are issues in the film. Uh, I still have a problem with, with uh, um, what's his name? Scotty running up to have a conversation. <laughs> I still have that problem. I have a lot of the problems I had before. But you know what I like about Star Trek Into Darkness? It fits with me better maybe than it even fits with you. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Into Darkness truly seems... Like, it, it's the only movie movie that I've ever seen that seems like it's honestly a predecessor. It seems like a, a prequel to the next-gen era. Okay. I can see Star Trek Into Darkness evolving into the Enterprise-D. Much more than I could ever have seen the other ones doing. Really? Um, hmm. I see... Maybe it's because Section 31's such a big part. Maybe it's because there are Klingons, and the Klingons are fighting with Batleths, and the Klingons are speaking Klingon and, and fighting jewelry. with bad And they're, they're like, and because... Blingons. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though. They say Blingons, they only show one Klingon and he's bald. But all the other Klingons are wearing these helmets. And you can see their Klingon hair and beard sticking out from underneath of them. You can see that they are like regular Klingons under there. But the Klingon that we see is bald, which I think is a bummer. Yeah. Um, but I can actually absolutely see this world evolving into next gen more than I can see the original series evolving into next gen even more than I can maybe see Star Trek 6 evolving into next gen it really because I disagree well it's the thing surprising. about Star Trek 6 is, is, is Star Trek's 2 through 6 Starfleet is such has its own look it absolutely has its own look to it mm-hmm. um, that I dig I dig that look my favorite look actually is that look is the is the red my favorite costumes are the red jackets yeah, in the original series, like Star Trek two through six, um, but I never got the sense, and maybe it's even more. It feels like a predecessor to DS nine because mm. of thirty one and because of of the way the Klingons are portrayed, and they I, I could absolutely see. And seventy years from now, it's like this now. I I can see it, and so Into Darkness seemed to have a lot for me from that. Okay, thoughts.
1: I, I mean, five minutes go. <laughs> um i guess i i could see the linkage to ds9 because of section 31 like i know you practically peed your pants when that part
0: oh happened. man gosh <laughs> i think hey, mr a, step closer step closer you can be on mic this one time oh my god so we've we've joked about how when the movie is done that even when you're on mic <laughs> we gonna, might just pull down, just your, audio. Pull down yeah, your audio that's a, that's a great idea the viewers will love it Especially the ones who don't listen to the podcast, and there's no explanation for it um I, I think probably the biggest thing for me it, just seeing it, is the um the the production value, you know what I mean like the the it seems more futuristic than even the older Star Treks. you know what I mean? It seems like so I, I think it's closer related to the next gen as opposed to you know. but I think it's because but from US. that
1: perspective, it's um it's nicer than next gen. It's like, it's, it's Branny Spanky New Year. Then. But here's
0: the other thing I like about Into Darkness that I noticed on this viewing. It not only seems like a next gen prequel, because there are Batleths. There weren't Batleths in any of the, in any of the other star, like original right. series Star Trek movies. Um, those Klingons seemed like next gen Klingons, just sort of the grittier ones.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Um, when she goes, because you care about honor, that is, that's a next gen thing. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the other thing I like about into darkness though it not only seems like next gen, but it also seems like it's our future and it's the it's really more than anything else I've ever seen into darkness specifically seems like the future of us how so? We see London okay. and there's an old hospital that they're still using It's an old hospital. it's been updated, mm-hmm. but it's an old hospital and it goes down into downtown London. they are cars, but the cars float, but they're cars. And people are walking around kind of doing normal things. He takes an elevator. It's just something that occurred to me that when uh, the guy on another Doctor Who actor, Mickey, um, walks in, he takes an elevator down to work. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that seems, you know, and then when we get to San Francisco, San Francisco seems like San Francisco. So they're in a high rise in San Francisco in, in all of DS9 and all of Star Trek. Whenever they are in San Francisco, they never seem like they're on the top floor of a building.
1: Yeah, I mean there's an aesthetic there. There's I would it say. seems
0: when the earth stuff.
1: The earth stuff seems so much more not earth if that makes sense.
0: No, but it seems like San Francisco. It seems like No,
1: I'm I'm talking about in stuff like DS9 and And the original, and series. The original yeah, series. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm saying like when you see earth in in those. Yeah. It's very this is a future Earth, so it's as it's, it's as unearth as it can be. It's either a future sense.
0: Earth or it's or or it's like in New Orleans when it's when it's like Cisco's Yeah, dead. or
1: it's all the way back. Like yeah, it's a throwback. It's
0: like this seems like no, they'd build some more skyscrapers. like like in New York, they're about to finish they're about to finish uh, the New World Trade Center. Right in New York right now, like Mm -hmm. historically in 2014, it'll be open. You can it's new in the skyline. It's it's safe to say that between now and 300 years from now, the cities will still be there just with new skyscrapers. Yeah. The old skyscrapers will still be there and there'll be new skyscrapers there. Right. It's it's really it's the first sense that I got of that.
1: I guess I could see that. I, I, and, I think I see where you're going with that. So,
0: But it's, it's specifically because the section that I'm in, is we just finished the Klingon scenes and now we're into the section 31 scenes. And I was like, <laughs> this is really, this is very next-gen era. And I dug that. That's something that... that I mean,
1: yeah, because here's the thing. By, by going back in the past now yeah. and redoing it, right, with these movies... Having, going back in the past future. Right. Having the wealth of, I'm saying, like having the wealth of the storytelling that we've got Because like the thing is that the Klingons just weren't that like weren't that fleshed out. Right. Sure. Like they really got like I mean they were somewhat fleshed out for six. But really next gen and DS9 DS9 is where we really learned a lot about Klingon culture and having the ability to use that. Even as though a
0: five minute scene the underpinning. Yeah
1: exactly. It's like that's and that's something that I will say about both Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness that I think that they did well yeah. is, is represent the information that we have about the world and about the species. And I will say I that like that
0: being where I am in Voyager and being where I am in, in Into Darkness, I absolutely want the Borg. I absolutely want the Borg. You want the Borg. If I could have my druthers, the third Star Trek movie would be the Borg and then the fourth one would be the culminating one which will be the Klingon war which will be one that they separate out into two films and that would be the five part the the run of the five reboot that's what i would do the third one's the borg and yet you continue to reference but the, how do you
1: get away with the borg just because it's a different timeline yeah,
0: yeah. that's how you get away with everything else i guess yeah it's the the yeah, borg show up the here's, the here's the thing i want to see i just
1: i have i they would really need to explain to me how the difference of the situation of what's changed here is is going to affect the Borg, who are nowhere near us, to bring them into our space. Let's like, be clear. I would really need a but good. But I don't think I don't think
0: that it's ever been a matter of the Borg's ability to get to our space.
1: I didn't say that. I'm saying it's whether or not there was any reason to. That's so. what I'm saying. Like the, you would really need to give me at we that would, point. Uh, I would require. I would be more staunch. I would require more of an explanation. At least
0: a sentence. At least something that. As I a, would need.
1: I would need a good explanation as did, to why did. all of a sudden the Borg are you, actually you interested in us at this juncture in our history when they weren't before. Because nothing that's changed in this timeline that I can think of. We're advancing would
0: be, technologically. Uh, like, the, the, like just access to the neurata. Yeah. Just having access to the, any of the technology. Including including like, the initial scans the that they did of the Narada, yeah, the you watch rib the rib new Enterprise is way more advanced than the Enterprise would have otherwise been. Yeah. Everything has advanced because Kirk's dad took scans of the Narada, and, and that information was brought. And then and then because that happened, like like technology advanced much more quickly, and was more
1: militarized. So I mean that's that's obviously I mean that's addressed
0: in Star Trek. And so and so and so in Star Trek Into Darkness, they say they say that because with the destruction of Vulcan yeah but right. in Star Trek, they're starting their five-year mission and what I want and what you want is they explore and they find some scary shit and they got to take it on that's that's what we haven't had so far what I we,
1: guess what would be so interesting to what me what I don't want point. is I don't
0: want one more super powerful guy with a giant ship on his own out for revenge which is what I got in was what I got in uh in Star Trek Nemesis it's what I got in Star Trek. It's what I got in Star Trek into Darkness. No, I know a What I with a big see Yeah, no.
1: What I'd like to see this time honestly, what I, like if if you're going to have gone to the trouble of rebooting the universe so that you can do whatever you want to make the slate clean. And you've already done, you know, your basis movie and then you've done your one that's like a tribute, you know what I mean, like Star Trek into Darkness by Mistake.
0: That's the mistake. But yeah, go on. Uh, I'm
1: just saying then I think the next thing that I would like to see is fully utilize the fact that none of this, none of the stuff that that came is necessarily bring us something new that never entered our universe because of the change that you're talking about, because we had this pre this this knowledge from
0: before, see, and or I, a
1: story that we never got to see, because, and that's
0: what I, that's what the Borg. But would that's be.
1: not what the Borg. That's what I'm saying. I've actually seen the Borg. My point is, I would like to see something scary like the Borg. I'm down with that. But something like a new alien race that we have never encountered before in any of Star Trek, because this is a different timeline
0: and i say save that that for, would be so interesting. i say save that for a series that might come later but i'm saying if we've got three more stories that we're gonna get maybe we might only get one more
1: then i'd rather have one
0: that is if we completely had
1: one- and utterly on its own doing its own. we're gonna thing. get
0: another series eventually the series is gonna happen it's gonna come back to tv eventually. but
1: will it be that era of star trek or will it be something else
0: it'll be the reboot era i think that that's the era that we have from now on i think that that's that's the continuity we're never gonna go back to prime continuity i don't think it's gonna happen i think i think that the last prime continuity movie we had was was nemesis it's been almost 10 years since nemesis and we've had two the most successful films ever in the history of Star Trek. I don't think we're ever going back to the prime time.
1: That, that may be, but that doesn't mean we'll stay here. Like we might do, at that point, they might do, instead of continuing with this in a series, they a might new do the next-, next gen. Yeah, new yeah, next- or, gen. or something, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so. I think- I would like to see them utilize these characters to have them face something that they've never faced before, and that we've never seen before.
0: Here's the: I don't care so much about seeing something we've never seen before. If I want to see that, I can see Pacific Rim, or I can go see but Gravity, or I can go see any number of sci-fi films. Going to show when I go to Star Trek, I want to see challenges, new combinations of the things that I already love. If I'm only going to get a Star Trek show in Two years, and I'm gonna have to wait three more years after that. I don't want to, I don't want something new. I, but I don't want to, why not? Either. I want something that's what a, I'm saying.
1: Like, why not? I want
0: fucking something, like, I, why not
1: take the advantage of that fact and, and do something new?
0: Because you know what? That's not taking advantage of that fact. Anybody can run into it. That has nothing to do with it being you, know, you run the risk of somebody taking a, a you know a pitch script from some other sci fi movie and you know and dieharding it, into, it, yeah, yeah, turning it into. A star trek movie and let's keep i guess the, what, I'm what i'm
1: saying is done. i would rather that's not what i want as a fan no i don't want i don't want that either um i just want i want to see a story that i haven't seen yet with the characters that i love because that's the difference between you and i right i love
0: you want a new episode of star trek
1: yes so okay I get I get I you get know what you're I'm saying. saying I get like I, do I want know it to saying. be right I want it to you know what I mean I want it, I want them to behave you correctly there, but
0: there stuff from like from they're like cool enemies or you know different races from Enterprise that you know, that's I, my that and that's I that's I guess what I'm saying is I want the the advantage that we have now the reason I want to see them take on the Borg is because that's using the reboot Kirk never met the Borg they he never got to see the Borg that's that's it's the outside of the Klingons it's the biggest Star Trek enemy after Khan it, they might even be the Borg might even be bigger than the Klingons the Borg mm-hmm. is the biggest baddest Star Trek enemy and Kirk never took them on but now the you time, have the
1: opportunity to see what would Kirk do what is would Kirk, Kirk do
0: because because Picard P- P- yeah Picard would outthink them and and Janeway would have them on every other week uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and, and Janeway would have them to tea and Archer oh. and Archer would be like, what the fuck? Oh, they're not coming back. Um, but but I want to see what Kirk would do. I want I went like, what does Kirk do when these when these motherfuckers show up? Kirk has never faced any fucking shit like this ever before. And Kirk's like, what the fuck? Yo, know, so so scene, every time we've seen the Borg so far, with the exception of Enterprise, which we had to spend half the episode learning about why they were there. They didn't get to be the Borg to the last five minutes. And then they kind of ejected him. And they were weak Borg. Like, to have... To go back to the Borg being able to be the guy who's looking at him. But the problem with that... What the shit is this? Here's the
1: real problem with that. I'm not saying that you can't have a Borg movie. What I'm saying is is once you have a Borg movie, you can't go back to no Borg. That's the real problem. No, you can't. You can't actually, right? Why? You can't actually. Why? Not in a quality way because it's like... A perfect example is you were talking about how they might even be bigger than the Klingons, right? And I think you're right. I think that they're scarier than the Klingons, right? And think about it in the history of of the the nemesis we've seen, you know, on Star Trek, who probably is the scariest?
0: The Borg. The Borg is, a, the, Borg is the scariest. The so, Klingons are the best. Well, or the most well known.
1: So that the problem is, if you're going to do what you're talking about, then you have to have the Klingon War first. Before you can introduce no, 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 the Borg, no, no. because it's, if you introduce the Borg, the Klingon war ain't gonna be nothing.
0: No, the Klingon war can be. First of all, it's all the story, right? I mean, I mean a, it
1: is, but I'm saying, like, if you if you spend Borg, it all, it's the, like it's the like Borg, you're with a fucking sexy lady, and you spend all your good moves. Like, what are you gonna show her next?
0: You're gonna if if you're with the sexy lady and show all the good moves, the next move is to have like six sexy ladies, you know. And that's and, and that's sort of my point is that the only thing that beats the Borg. Because the Borg is still one-on-one. Kirk is alone. That's the, It's the five-year mission. Kirk runs into some shit, and he's alone, and he's got to figure shit out. But with the out. Borg
1: in the universe, even if he takes down a Borg cube, let's say he takes down a Borg cube, and he deals with the Borg. like Unless he takes down the entirety of the Borg, nothing is as scary as that.
0: Uh, it, but it doesn't need to be scary next it time. It does,
1: though, because the Borg are just going to go away.
0: They do? They're not? No. They go away for years at a time on Next Gen. They get the board go away and they never show up as a major threat on next gen. Again, they're always a side thing. They never show until Star Trek first contact. Yeah. And that like, okay because they're
1: not worth it, in which case, why are they there? If the point is is that they're that we're worth it now, that they're gonna come to us.
0: Look, look, we can get like, into that's the
1: difference between next gen we and can next get gen, into continuity they, problems they are with ta- the Borg. We can get right? into well like sort you. of sort of. Not sort of.
0: Well, except that the that, that, that Seven's parents had already been assimilated to that point, but okay.
1: Yeah, well you know. they'd
0: already run into humans and sort of decided we weren't worth it.
1: Right. But that's so, my but point. They'd already like, so if you simulated going to say point. if you're going to say that humans are worth it, if humans are worth it enough to bring them in here to bring the Borg to us, why are they yeah, just going to piece out? What if we out? don't
0: bring the Borg to us? What if Kirk is out there in his new militarized ship and he happens to run into a cube? Let's remember that in the first season of Next Gen,
1: that's what happened. The Borg
0: yeah. were around; they were pulling up Romulan co- colonies at the end of the, fir- the, the 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 season finale of season one of Next Gen when they run into all the like the people from like the '80s. Like I'm the texas guy and i'm on here and i'm gonna see what's good you know you know the episode i'm talking about right <laughs> it's called the neutral it's it's called the the episode is called the neutral zone and they find three people in cryogenic state cryogenic stasis. oh right night. okay and they're and it's also the first appearance of the romulans on next gen um when they're going to a romulan colony that has the, that the borg have destroyed the mm-hmm. Borg are, and then there's another one where the Borg, are, that two times before Q sends us all the way out to officially meet the Borg, the Borg have been passing through.
1: And we've just been missing
0: them. We've been missing them. So, yeah, they've been passing, and not just passing through, they've been ripping up colonies mm-hmm. and destroying them. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, what the fuck is this? Picard's like, hello, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? There's oh, a my vi- God, did
1: you see the video? There's a, did oh, the, the Picard- massage, the, no, the, the, the quadruple at, Yes, yes. Well, he's, oh mas- he's
0: massaging your feet, though. While oh, yeah. So funny. Did you oh see their God. wedding video? Their wedding picture? Yes, yes. it's Given In the ball pit? Yeah, I love I, it. I, I love Patrick I Stewart. Love Have it. you seen the meme on Facebook that has uh, Lindsay Lohan uh, like over the course of the last 10 years and Patrick Stewart over the course of the t- last two years? <laughs> and it says it has Lindsay Lohan 15 years ago and now and like what she looked like in Herbie and what she looks like now. Oh, God. And it says heroin. Stop. And under <laughs> or ecstasy or something and underneath it just says Earl Grey and it shows Patrick Stewart it shows Patrick Stewart he and looks he looks the exactly same. the same yeah,
1: well, that's fucking awesome um, <laughs> but that's the
0: thing what you do is you have you have Kirk's out there he's exploring some shit he's in his big fancy and he ship. happens upon him he, pants upon, he happens and upon so him and so we're
1: not important enough to come back to I'm just saying I feel like it's, it's spending your load that's all I'm saying but that's the thing if, if we have go, five if stories you, if we have five stories go out on the Borg story if that's what you want to know no because
0: the Borg story is the five year mission story The next story that you have after that is recalled to home because the fucking Klingons are attacking Earth. It's not some war in the middle of space. The Klingons have sent a fucking fleet, and you do Lord of the Rings, except with a space battle movie. You have it be a full-on, what we haven't seen really since Return of the Jedi in an an effective way, is, is you have a true... You've got a fleet of 100 ships on this side, a fleet of 100 ships on this side. You have basically DS9 done with Kirk as the main character with the budget of these films and you spread it out over two. how do you deal with an invasion by the Klingons and you split that over two movies because you can only get them back for a fourth movie. So you shoot them. You know, you do the two at once shit and 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 that's how you end it is that you end it with peace with the Klingons is by the end it's so destructive on both sides you have that be a true Star Trek move at the end where hmm. it's it's peace with the Klingons and yes probably a main character or two dies and you probably get to know the 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 Klingon characters on the other side and and you you know you get to you get to deal with them you see their losses and eventually you come to terms with it and I think and that's I like
1: where you're going with this. Well, it's
0: going to happen don't eventually. Like no. Finally. Okay, you no. know who dies? Carol Marcus dies. Fine. Good. You can go. Good. There you go. Because they don't
1: give her anything to do well, other they than give her, to make her half naked. They give
0: her two things to do.
1: Uh, they, like have her standing there in her fucking underwear.
0: I know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that shot's tough to watch. I mean, I got to be honest. I like- It really pisses me off. I, li- I
1: love scantily clad women. It I just like really, sexy it shit. Just really and that's really pisses me you know, It's so it's, gratuitous.
0: It's gratuitous and it makes Kirk look like an asshole. Yeah. Like, turn it like- Like, seriously- Like seriously. Like is like like, you you gotta look. You gotta really
1: you gotta Except
0: you kinda gotta stop. (laughs) You kinda gotta maybe a little. I just really loves boobs though. (laughs) (laughs) What? No. You know what you do you know what you do also in the Klingon War? You have Carol Marcus be pregnant. And you have her give birth to David halfway through. Which also which also like you have them get married in the midst of the Klingon war and they you get they don't not in the original but that's what you do now is you have them get mar- get married in the midst of the Klingon war and and have David you know be you know like sort of Lion King it and go we've made peace and now David is the future of blah 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 and maybe grown up David is the next generation now maybe hmm. what you do is you have Kirk's son a new Captain Kirk David Kirk. A new Captain that's Kirk. T- the series. That's the series. The How t- do you
1: do that, though? Because, I mean... It's, I you f- go 30 you have, years later. Him, you have to make him cool, though. Because, like, seriously... No, you don't do David Marcus. He was Marquez. not... Yeah, he was it's not d- cool. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not David Marcus.
0: It's David Kirk. It's David Kirk. <laughs> and, yeah, you... Like, that's the new series. It's 30 years later. It's David Kirk. And, you, and, and David Kirk is a captain. Maybe even has a young Ensign Picard. Like, you can do that shit now.
1: You could... And if you did that, maybe you could actually have a female second in command and actually have her be cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You know that's, what I mean? Like, like I that's that's what you could do. But I think I think that you do the Borg and then you do the Klingon War and the Klingon War is a much larger story. The Borg is still a one on one story. It's still a Kirk is out there by himself and there's nothing there to help him. No help. No Earth. I don't want to see Earth in the next Star Trek movie. He's out no there. No Earth. Just space. Yeah. Whereas the next one. It's all on Earth. It's not all on Earth, but it's in the space around,
1: around, Earth. around Earth
0: and around Kronos. And that's, the, it's, that's the, the, the last one of this series. And then you end with young baby David. And then you have the new series with young David. I mean, that's what you do. Maybe
1: maybe you do. Game,
0: set, match. Yeah. <laughs> Game set. How come my phone's not ringing? Here's the only. <laughs> why,
1: aren't they, why haven't they done it, Justin? Why el- didn't you write the script? Here's What's the only up? shit that I can guarantee you.
0: <laughs> none of that shit is going to happen. Yeah, so, none of it. If you want this to happen, <laughs> Stop it. if you want this to happen, I want you to Start write a petition. All your senators', every, your senators <laughs> petition. I want you to petition every major. If you're listening to this, every major studio for them to pick up Ninjas versus Monsters right now and say we need Justin Tim Payne to become a, become a name, a name in, in Hollywood. So, um, so you know what's going on there. We're sort of like we're hopefully going to get it out there. We have. Uh, a very nice distributor i can't mention right now that we're speaking to um but uh we're speaking to everybody right now (laughs) Uh, i can't talk to you about all the shit that's happening it's really good but i um uh ed sanchez blair the 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 co-creator of the Blair rich project has come on an official way nice um so he is you know we've all sort of known about it behind the scenes we couldn't talk about it um it's absolutely true now um exciting um well i mean you're a they're a big character in it, man. I don't,
1: I mean, I don't know about that, but you don't I'm know about fun, that. I'm a fun character.
0: You're. What are you talking about? I would say that your character is at least as major as, like, 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 yeah. It's a. I mean, pit,
1: important. Yeah. And and
0: in a lot of the movie, and, it, and you're you're in as much of the movie. Like outside of the outside of the main, I'd say you're about as big as the character Massaro. Like I'd say that that's that's the you you have the main seven on each side. And you have Lily on top of the seven on each side, and then you have so dirty. you have you and Masero. and I think yeah. then and then everyone else is sort of supporting those characters.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, I can see that.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes, that does make you the sixteenth largest. I'm
1: just like that's like a lot of motherfuckers. That's all I'm saying. Like yes, I'm not bitter or anything. I'm the just mo- the movie. I just want to get in perspective.
0: <laughs> hey, c- compare compared compared to zombie that slaps other zombies. Oh well,
1: yeah. I mean, compared to that, it's huge. And then what did I do <laughs> in my
0: next movie? I made you the fucking co-star. So true. That's true. The next that's movie true, has, true. has a, two that's lead true. characters. Yeah, us. you and me. <laughs> <laughs> do we count
1: as characters though? Well, I, I
0: think we do. Sure. I think we really do <laughs> And on that note My name is Justin
1: <laughs> My name is out Trek off Check off it is.
0: You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the not-safe-for-work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeks. GeeksRadio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment.